0: It got to the point where I was um, in the sixth grade of my little red, school, red brick schoolhouse in Brooklyn. Uh, I didn't even have to sit down and do work like a normal kid. I was painting in the back of the room all the time. And my teacher was terrific, you know. She, and she made this big show all over the lobby of the school of my artwork. And um, I got out of things like spelling tests and all these things because I was painting, you know. So I always I always knew that artwork would be something I would always be doing. And I got a bachelor's degree in art and I got a master's degree in fine arts from Pratt Institute with a major in printmaking and a minor in painting. And you would think that I would know what I'm doing. (laughs) But um It was the 70s when I got my master's degree and people were doing things like painting themselves and rolling around on canvas and um, I didn't really see myself as doing this. It wasn't my world and I got to the point where I really had to say, what am I going to do? I have always seen myself as being an artist. But this is uh, the gallery scene, you know, the fine arts that I'm involved with just doesn't seem to be the route I would be going, and I had to examine why did I always want to pick up that pencil and draw. And I realized that ever since I was a little kid, that's what I used to do. And What what were those six great paintings? They were story illustrations. Each one told a story. They were characters. They were fun. They were humorous. Uh, And I realized that I wanted to do artwork that was fun to do. And you don't see many people walking around a gallery and chuckling. Um, and I realized that I wanted to chuckle. You can do a painting and it might end up being on somebody's wall. But if you do a book, it goes out to the world. It goes out in multiple copies, it's printed, it's in libraries, it's in homes, you know, somebody can have it, you know, here and there and everywhere. And Um, very often women, I'm in a bookstore and a family will come in and they say, oh, we've just been reading your book, you know, and we read it every night. Um, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like the fact that you've actually become part of somebody's family life. When I was a kid living in the city, you know, the city was fun. It was... Paved. It was um, the tree that grew in Brooklyn, that was the one tree, you know, was in front of my house. And, um, but in the summertime, we used to go to upstate New York, and uh, the world was just completely the opposite. It was green, it was soft, you could walk around in bare feet, and we used to go out and pick lots of berries that grew wild. And I always thought of the world as being particularly generous and joyful. And um, when I was searching my memories, trying to write a book for very young children about being joyful, that popped right up. So I wrote this whole story about berries, and it turned out that I was writing too much. And a very good editor said to me, why don't you just focus on the berries? And I took the names of the berries, and I just started making silly rhymes that go along with the names of the berries, one berry, two berry. Catberry, Shoeberry, Canoeberry, and I wrote this nonsense poem, which was a lot of fun, and the writing comes first. And then I had to illustrate this nonsense poem, and the illustrations give it kind of a rationale. You know, you take a nonsense poem, and you illustrate it, and it seems like, oh yeah, that could happen, you know. And um, uh, so it became Jamberry. Joanna is a really good writer sometimes, uh, you know, I use her as a paradigm. When I'm reading something else, I'd say, you know how Joanna would have said this? You know, our point is that we have to be very clear, very, very clear. We don't want the children to have uh, a fuzzy idea as having read something in one of our books. We want them to feel that they understand what's going on. And so you have to say things that are clear, and you have to say things that are truthful. Sometimes you can't tell the whole truth because it's too complicated, but the part you're telling has to be truthful. So, I really admire her ability to do that and to organize the story and you know and make it all go. I I really am trailing behind. I you know I just draw the pictures you know. She really writes, you know, she gives uh, me a dummy in which she has, you know, a lot of people ask us, did I write the words in the word balloons because they're hand-lettered? No. The writing is done by the writer. The art is done by the artist. She gives me pages that have the text, the reports, and the word balloons on a blank piece of paper, you know, and I have to organize how it's all going to look, and I can make suggestions. I've made suggestions to change reports. I've made suggestions on how to illustrate reports. Uh, I've made suggestions on changing some of the word balloons and jokes. But really, um, she's the writer, and I'm the artist. And the writing comes first. In the class, there are about 20 kids now. Um, on the TV show, they've selected eight. That's all there are, because you can't pay attention to more than that. But. Uh, Joanna would make up a name, and then I would make up a, a kid to go with it. And I would take my kids' um, school pictures from elementary school, and I would pick out kids and what they were wearing. You know, it was Picture Day and what they were wearing to school. You yeah. know, and um, some of those kids are in the class and they don't know it. Although one of my son's best friends is Arnold. He was the model for Arnold, and I didn't tell him till he was 16 years old which was a mistake. <laughs> he said, I don't look like Arnold. And I said, well, that day, uh, you were wearing that shirt to school, that white and yellow striped polo shirt. And uh, you have that blondish, curly hair. And that, that was you. You were being Arnold. I said, you're not like Arnold, but you, he looks like you. After many um, science adventures and all those TV shows and all those TV plots, 52, different science explorations. We started to think that it might be fun to take Miss Frizzle in a different direction and go into the study of cultures and world uh, history. So we thought, what if she breaks the mold a little bit and doesn't go with the school bus, but she's taking off from school and she's going off on a vacation, and uh, she has her own adventures, And um, we did this because we wanted to try to make it not confusing with the science series in many ways. The other thing we did was to give it a 9 by 12 vertical size to make it different from the horizontal size of the uh, science books. And I changed the style of painting. All the uh, original science books are in watercolor with a pen and ink line. Watercolor is a transparent, washy color. For the social studies series that we're doing, I'm using something called gouache. Gouache is like poster paint that you had in elementary school. See, I'm back in elementary school. That's what I used for all my sixth-grade paintings. Um, It's opaque. It's thick. It's very bright, flat color, and um, so it has a whole different look. The Reading Rockets Meet the Author series is a production of WETA. Major funding for Reading Rockets comes from the United States Department of Education, Office of Special Education Programs. For more author interviews, recommended reading lists, and information about teaching kids to read, please visit us online at www.readingrockets.org.